0: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690, Anna Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Facing their defense.
1: I'm not, you know, running and facing, you know, Big Chubb and going against their defense. He has to do what he has to do with his team. I have to do what I have to do with mine. It's not really, you know, me looking at what he does. I mean, I'm on my team and focus on what we need to do. Know to to win the game.
2: Thanks, Derek Henry, for answering the question literally.
3: <laughs> I mean, come on, guys, hey. don't don't rub Derek Henry the wrong way. Okay, but you're on your on that one. Come
2: on, you know the nature of the question. This question always gets asked. Hey, you got two of the best backs of the NFL going up against each other. Yeah, no kidding. Nick Chubb isn't playing defense, and neither are you, Derek. I get it. But hey, pretty. C- Why can't you just be like, yeah, it's kind of cool, you know, that he's having a great season and, you know, you always try to bring your best every week. But sometimes you get a little extra juices going. I want to be the best. Why can't you say that? There's nothing wrong with saying that.
3: Listen, I'm going to need you to relax a little bit and mind your P's and Q's because our show is not going to be responsible for Derrick Henry. Okay? because I understand when you sit next to me. You feel confident? I do. You want to pick fights, and that's yeah. fine. If we're taking on Sean Payton, it. hey, hey, we'll let Austin If you're calling out Sean Payton, let's go then. Let's go to war. But you call it Derrick Henry, Brent. I gotta look at you twice. I gotta tell you to calm down just a little bit. I'm not. Right. I'm not calling him out. I
2: just made him the best player ever to come out of Jacksonville yesterday. I mean, come on. I gotta tone it down a little bit.
3: Oh well, well, I mean, what is Tim Tebow gonna think? I mean, yeah, <laughs> of course. I mean, look at the accolades. Look at what he's accomplished so far. So but of course, so far um
2: seriously speaking do the jags have any chance to beat minnesota in your mind yes they have a chance because it's a sporting event i understand so don't answer it like that
0: Um, (laughs) literal literal answers (laughs) only we (laughs) should do
2: a show with entirely (laughs) literal answers only (laughs) well brent any given sunday you know i've thought about actually doing like a whole cliche
3: show like you had to get like (laughs) you had to check
2: yeah check the whole thing off (laughs)
3: I'm not mad at Check that. every
2: box of cliches.
3: I'm not mad at that, but you're asking me... The cl- the ESPN 690 cliche drinking game. You're asking me if Only the good. Jaguars Oof. have any chance to beat <laughs> the Vikings. We're all drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to see a repeat of last year when the Jaguars took on the Chargers. Remember what happened in that game where Phillip Rivers literally could do whatever he wanted? That's how I feel this Vikings game is going to go. Really? Yeah, really do. I really, really do. Why? Because they're so dynamic on offense. There's a lot of weapons, and I don't think the way Minnesota's playing right now, like they've given up quite yet. You know, like they're they're not – they don't have a foot in the sand and a foot in the field. I still think they're playing hard, and I just think that the way they match up against Jacksonville, it's there for the taking.
2: Huh, that's interesting because to me they haven't exploited that. Like Minnesota – like if you give me the top offensive teams in the league, Mm -hmm. and I I would forget about Minnesota, yet Dalvin Cook is – Second in the league in rushing. Justin Jefferson's having an unbelievable year. Adam Thielen already is remarkably good. And
3: Kirk Cousins is getting paid $100 million. But this is what I'm saying, though. Let's rewind back to last year when they played the Chargers. Philip Rivers was on his way out, was a shell of himself last year. Austin Eckler, man, I mean, we get it. Hunter Henry, okay, yeah, I get that. Keenan Allen, eh, you know. To me, it's an exact replica of what Minnesota was last year. I'm sorry, but of what um, the Chargers were last year.
2: That's fair. That's fair. That's a good...
3: Where well, they did what they they that was ugly. I just remember being like ugly. was like I just remember did Eckler have year. like 200 yards? I mean it was ugly. Yeah, I think I mean we can go back to the stats if you want. That was I one just of those remember
2: yard games. I don't know if it was all Eckler. I can't remember. Uh, I just I remember, remember being like a 78 yard run on a screen or a draw yeah. or something like that. But I
3: just remember it being a game where it's like you know Phil Rivers having a, a struggling season. Like that, there could be there could be a chance here, and then all of a sudden Phil Rivers had one of his games. Ah, uh, we got one second, man. Sorry. Um. Don't be sorry. So Joshua, kell oh, hold up. Oh, this, is- this is this year. Yeah, this, is this year. All right. Just keep talking. I'll find it eventually. I can keep talking. All right. Minnesota Vikings are are weird. They're they're just they're <laughs> they're weird.
2: Yeah. I mean because again, I look at this game, and I've been talking about this. At Jaguars all access last night. I've been talking a little bit on the radio this week. We'll get ready for our, our pregame shows, our countdown to kickoff Sunday. And I look at this game and I'm like, wow, this field is littered with young talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Jags have some. I'm excited about LaVisca Chenault, Colin Johnson, James Robinson. Like, what they could do in this game. Uh, I'm not excited about Mike Lennon, quite frankly, with all due respect. But DJ Chark, if he does come back, he's still a young player in my mind. You, so you look at the offensive weapons the Jags have, that you're like, hey, I like that guy. I like that guy. Now, we wouldn't have included Colin Johnson until last week. Mm-hmm. But he had a little bit of a breakout game, and now maybe he gets involved. Well, then you look on the other side, and obviously you got some of the vets with Kirk Cousins and Thielen. But I still look at Dalvin Cook as kind of a young guy. Mm-hmm. And I look, obviously, Justin Jefferson's doing big things. Yeah. So, You know, you've got a lot of young talent here on this field, and then you say, okay, well, why isn't this a better matchup? Like, why wouldn't I give the Jags a bit of a chance? Well, they do have Mike Lennon at quarterback. Not that Kirk Cousins scares the heck out of me, but the Jags are playing. Mike Lennon, this is where I go, and I'm like, okay, if Gardner Minshew was playing this week, I would give the Jags a way better chance to win. Without like, a I just feel so much better if Gardner Minshew was playing quarterback than Mike Lennon. I'm sorry, Mike, but it's six wins in, in seven Flex, years man. in your career. It's so. analytics.
3: It's what our eyes tell us. Like, you'd be crazy to think that Mike Lennon is a better option to win a ball game than Gardner Minshew right now. And I'm also not uh,
2: trying to suggest that the Jaguars are just as good as the Vikings because once you get by some of those headline guys – uh, the defense, especially the Jaguars, fall way off the charts. Mm-hmm. Now, offensive line is what has held Minnesota back. The Jags have a better offensive line mm-hmm. than Minnesota. We should do that by much the way. Like and who I, has I, it better hey, this week? I'm the <laughs> Just throw
3: that in. Much, <laughs> m- much like last year, where LA's offensive line was struggling. The Chargers, remember? All right, so let's go back to that. You want you want to relive this game again? I do. And while you do that, okay. I want to take an, I, I
2: want it. to take a note of this though, okay? Because the Vikings, who I think do have a a Potentially prolific offense. Yeah. 34 points in the opener against the Packers, 11 points. Then they did score 30 against the Titans. Remember, mm-hmm. the defense of the Titans was struggling early on, too. Uh, they they scored 31 against the Texans. Mm-hmm. Since then, uh, let's see, they've scored 26, 23, 28. They did score 34 against the Lions, 19 against a good Chicago defense, 28 against the Cowboys, 28. So, I mean, I guess they are doing okay. I mean, you're scoring in the upper 20s, probably yeah. averaging some 28 points a game. It just feels like it's a little more sluggish than that from Minnesota. But I go back and look at the the scores, well, and yeah. and they're scoring points.
3: But but keep in mind though too, um, there are some injuries going on. Like Devin Cook was out for a couple games. He was. He I'm missed mistaken. a couple. Madison yeah, he took his a spot. So, and by the way, how many times are we going to see that? Gritty dance. You know what the gritty dance is? A Justin Jefferson does from LSU? Because it's an LSU. It's a Louisiana thing. They go like this. Thielen was doing it. We're going to see that like 25 times, that feeling. So, anyways, going back to last year, let's go ahead and relive this sorrow real quick. Phillip Rivers, 16 for 22, 314 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Okay pretty good day for philip rivers you know it was a scoring affair and they're just pushing whatever button they wanted when Derek watt is scoring touchdowns Mm. fullback Mm. fullback scoring touchdowns he had touchdown all right here we go though austin eckler eight carries 101 yards um zero touchdowns from the rushing end austin eckler receiving four receptions 112 yards one touchdown keenan allen five receptions 83 yards mike williams Two receptions, 63 yards, one touchdown. Hunter Henry had a touchdown as well. I mean, everyone had seven touchdowns that game.
2: Hmm. Not good. I just uh, raised the question. Yannick Ngakwe was traded to Minnesota. He had five sacks, I think, thinking like five games. Then hmm. the Vikings trade him to Baltimore for like less than they gave up yep. to get him from the Jags. Mm-hmm. Now, Jan has one sack. With Baltimore.
3: Why did they give him up? Why did Minnesota give him up? Yeah. Did uh, they just I mean, to want to pay it's him term. Yeah, to me it's simple. Like, they thought at the time when they traded for Yannick Ngakwe that they were one edge rusher away from going to the Super Bowl. Right? Because at the time, remember, they had Daniel Hunter, who was very intriguing, yeah. coming off a great campaign the previous season. And I think where the Vikings were at, it's like, all right, where our offense is set, Right where We have a juggernaut of an offense. Mike Simmer, being a defensive-minded guy, was like, all right, let's get one more edge rusher in here. Let's go in the division, and let's go make some noise in the playoffs. Well, we saw what happened with the Vikings this year, one of the biggest disappointments in all of the NFL. And when they started losing and losing and losing, the writing was on the wall. Y'all ain't going to the playoffs. Y'all ain't going to the Super Bowl, so you might as well cut what you thought you you needed to go there, and you had to Get them off the books and rebuild this thing.
2: They basically given up a little bit on the season and now here they come storming back. Exactly. Right? Like yeah. One in
1: five with them, four and one
2: since. <laughs> yeah, and I know the listen, I saw this thing, it's like the Ngakwe curves or something. I mean, I don't believe in that. I, I don't know Baltimore also has not won much since Ngakwe got there. That's why people are saying I got you. that's not where I'm going with this story. Uh but it is pretty interesting that they go trade for a guy and then a young piece that all of a sudden you're like, well, he might be a part of it for years to come. Now they're they're invested in the quarterback and, and they've got Cook and, and Thielen and they've got some investments, but it's just a little surprising to me that they dumped him off to Baltimore so quickly. Yeah. So it goes it begs the question of this though. Jan's got six sacks. We're what, eleven games in? Eleven games into the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he picks up a couple more, which is what he's on pace to do, he's gonna end up with eight eight and a half sacks. Yeah. Did the Jaguars make the right decision? Not not going long term with Jan and giving him the 21, 22 million that he. I mean, keep in mind now this was a talk for a year here yeah. in Jacksonville, and it was. And we can talk about how they treated him and all that stuff. That's not the bottom line. That's not what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into all that again. But just from a will they regret not signing him standpoint, or did they do maybe the right thing um, and hold off to try to lower that price or whatever it might have been? Would you be, if he had eight sacks this year, Jaguars are one in ten, would you be regretting the fact that you just gave Jan all that money?
3: No, because you can make an argument that he's probably the best pass rusher out of Josh Allen, out of Chase on right now. Yeah. Right? I mean, l- listen, in terms of numbers, in terms of impact to the team, who's bigger right now? Chason, Josh Allen, or Yannick Ngakwe? Yeah, probably Jan. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of, I mean it's just, it, those are facts. From a number standpoint. Yeah, from a number yeah. standpoint. Now, listen, now, I don't know I if I he'd have
2: six sacks here. I don't yeah.
3: know. Well, listen, and then I haven't watched, you know, religiously Yannick Ngakwe film to know exactly how he's looking this year, how he's doing against the run. All I'm saying, though, is this team would be a lot better with Yannick Ngakwe on it than not on it. So to answer your question, I probably still would pay him what I was going to pay him because we talked about it before a little bit. It's the Mercedes Lewis effect. What does he bring from leadership? What does he bring from a mentality, a personality? And that's hard to put a price on. So, yes, I still think the Jaguars made a mistake by not bringing Yannick Ngakoue and, back.
2: And I'm not going to uh, waver from my thought on the Yon stuff. I can't believe a guy can have 37 and a half sacks and be second all time at mm-hmm. 24 years old by the t- time he done done it in your franchise's history and you let him walk. Yeah. OK, so I'm not going to sign up for and, and say, oh, yeah, look at the Jets, Jagu- They were smart right here. Mm-hmm. They might get lucky in the long run, because sometimes when you don't pay guys or a guy doesn't take your. The, what you offer, you get lucky. I'll give you an example of it. Olivia Vernon. Mm-hmm. I mean, Olivia Vernon's. What's he do? Like, does anybody even mention him? I know we just played here last week. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even notice him on the field. Yeah, yeah. The week prior, he had a big game. I'm not saying he's not a good piece. But the Giants gave him 100 million dollars. The Jags were in that conversation for 100 million dollars. Like 90, I think, is what they were offering. Mm-hmm. That has not panned out. So sometimes you win by. Losing initially. Sure. And Jags lost this one initially. And we could look up in three years and say, maybe they won. But I'll give you another reason why I don't think right now it's fair to say that they won. And that is because if the Jaguars have Yannick Ngakwe, you know who they don't get? Hit me with it. Caleb Chason. Yep. And if they don't take Caleb Chason at number 20, who, by the way, I'm not going to dismiss the young man. Might still be a good player down the road, but he's done nothing. You,
3: true, He's but, done but nothing. No, he, listen, I agree with you there, but I've been very adamant about this. He's not playing the right position for his first year. Mm-hmm. Enough said. Now, take that for how you want to take it, but he's not in the right spot. That's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, and we'll see. Like I say,
2: I'm not dismissing him. I, I think there's a chance that maybe he becomes mm-hmm. a very good player, but at the moment, he's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I thought, did you notice, Like it felt like his snaps go went way down Oh, no, for game. sure.
3: That, I think they definitely did. Yeah, I mean, maybe... You know, the defensive line coach or just the defensive coordinator is getting frustrated with him as well. But it's very noticeable, especially, and let's be honest here, that's kind of telling, though, right? Because when your reps go down towards the end of the season, you got nothing to play for, you're the first-round pick. Like, wouldn't you think, hey, let's see what this kid's got. Let's get him some more experience because he's going to be a big piece next year. It's very um, unsettling the fact that he's losing reps towards the end of the season. Okay, so
2: here's where I'm going with this. They don't take Caleb on chase on because they have Jan, Mm -hmm. all right? And in doing so, at number 21 right behind the Jaguars, Jalen Rager was picked by the Eagles. Yeah. Eh, just okay right now, all right? Not a lot to go on. Does nothing for me. At number 22, the Minnesota Vikings to get Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And so you could, because you already have Jan, then get Justin Jefferson. Now, I'm not saying they would. I don't know they would, but they did pick, and the, with their next pick, a receiver in LaVisca Chennault. And also, this isn't to say Chenault is a bad player, mm-hmm. but it's crystal clear Jefferson has been a better player in year one. Yeah. And so the domino effect here of Jan is impactful to the Jags, in my opinion, because as I go down the list, Kenneth Murray at linebacker, they wouldn't have taken him. They don't need him. Cesar Ruiz, they wouldn't take him. Mm-hmm. Brandon Linder's fine right now. Uh, Brandon Aok, they might have taken Aok. And even he has had a better, more productive year oh, yeah. than yeah. LaVisca Chennault. Yeah. And so there's a domino here where you're like, hmm, if the Jaguars – yeah, and, and there's T- a million ways oh, this I thing could have gone. I mean, yeah. you got T. Higgins all the way down. Yeah. He's had a nice year. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. seems Starting like he's up. had a nice year. Yeah. There's a lot of good receivers in there. But Justin Jefferson right now is the cream of the crop. Correct. And and so not even the Judies of the world, those guys that were picked a little higher, have played as well as that guy. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it goes back to this first-round mess where, oh, man, it's just as hard to – isn't it so hard to get by that the Jaguars got rid of Jalen Ramsey via a trade and then couldn't sign Yannick Ngakwe? And so the very next draft, they pick C.J. Henderson and Caleb on Jason yeah. to try to replace him. Mm-hmm. And while the position was of need, it just feels like it's just a jump to replace them. No, well, in hindsight, well, you know, and yeah. replace those guys, not to fill a need, but to replace those guys. And it's not going to happen. I mean, C.J. Henderson, there's some concern about C.J. Henderson, I think, especially as a top 10 pick. And there's some concern about Chase on right now in terms of, I mean, the people the pro football focus folks I think did like it was dead last in pass rushing uh, when they measured it a couple of weeks ago. There's some major concern with those first round picks and it feels like in hindsight maybe even at the time that all they were trying to do is like Screw you, Ramsey. We got our next corner. Yeah. Screw you, Jan. We got our next guy. Yeah. I, I don't think – I want to I hope that wasn't the case, but it kind of looks like it. And if that's the way it went about it, the Jags are losers again on
3: that. No, for sure. And, and I guess this is what rubs me the wrong way. And, and first of all. Stop lying to yourself and saying if it's Chase on, you know, we didn't draft him, you wouldn't take Trayvon Diggs because you're all the Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> so stop lying to yourself right there. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that's just, why you're not going to be the GM coming up. up. That's why. That's why shot God's not giving you a call right now. And that's why I'm just I sitting did here. Say 20 hey, Diggs. DM, hey D- DMS are wide open. I also said Wait. Javon
2: Kinlaw. How would that have been at nine? Better than CJ Henderson.
3: We we're both on Kinlaw. We were. That, that was my advice to you. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then I said CD Lamb or uh, I think I did say Ch- I said Chase on the second thing. All yeah. right. Whatever. So regardless of that, though, what, what what makes me upset, Brent, and what really irks me is what you just said. C.J. Henderson was drafted to replace Jalen Ramsey. Now, it's not fair to put that on C.J. Henderson, but guess what? If you're a Jaguars fan, that's all you're thinking about. So every time C.J. Henderson gives up a long pass or a touchdown, what do you think? <sighs> supposed to, I thought he was supposed to be Jalen Ramsey. You're not him right yeah. now. So that's where we're at with that. Now, keep in mind, it, it, it's a cornerback and a cornerback. We'll see with C.J. Henderson. But what really irks me is the Caleb on chase on pick, because, yes, I agree with you. He was brought in to replace uh, Yannick Ngakwe, right? All of a sudden, it's like, listen, Yannick can make a scene. He can go on Twitter. He can say what he wants. But we got this kid from LSU. We're not worried about you, Yannick anymore. All right. So you're going to get traded when we say so. In the meantime, just chill. And we got this kid over here. But what rubs me the wrong way is that's what we're putting Caleb on chase on in. We're putting him in the box that this kid is going to replace Yannick Ngakwe. But he's not even built. He's an outside linebacker. Like to bring him in and say, all right, you're going to get a three point stance and you're the next Yannick Ngakwe. That's not fair, and it's not fair to as a Jaguars fan. It's not fair to expect him to come in day one and change the game from a three, you know, from a three-point stance edge rusher technique. That's not how it works. Not how the game's played. Well, the bottom line is they thought he was
2: a better Yanni Ngakwe because yeah. he could stop the run. Yeah. So, again, we'll see. But so far, he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, just one year in, he's Whoa. not, and there's no sign of it. You know, C.J. Henderson, there are a couple of sides, some games, but there's some other things going on with C.J. too, no, whether sure. it's durability or tweets late at night or whatever. Yeah,
3: That make you like, all right, what's going on here? Well, let me ask you this, though. If you were to draft Chase on and you put him at strong side linebacker day one, would that have rubbed you the wrong way as well? Because now you got a guy who's essentially playing what? 20 and 30% of the snaps. Yeah. So w- w- would you have been happy with that? Because no, they I mean, should just gone to a 3-4, damn it. Now. Just go to a 3-4. Yeah, that's a good point, Stuart. It's a damn good point, actually. Would would you better a- go to a 3-4 next year. Well, would you put on resumes resume Is that for the GM? Uh, just yours.
2: Okay. Six-pack of picks coming up. <laughs> Trevon Diggs, shout-out to you. By the way, college, the college game. I'm going to give you the best college game of the weekend.
3: Minnesota, Indiana, let's go. And Bar they just burning. decided on it 48 hours ago. Defense, I know. I, I, I'm watching that one. Mullets versus How Mormons. Saturdays have hey, stunk this year. Hey, wait a second. Turn the music down a little bit. Mullets versus Mormons. I like that. Has that been done yet? You can turn the music back up. We'll be back on ESPN. Oh, okay. Go on, marinate that one. Austin Lane. Are we on right now or not? Like our screen? I guess we're good. Brent Martino.
2: Yeah, you gotta go all the way. Yeah, we're back. Thanks for your concern. You're welcome. Uh.
0: (laughs) Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
1: I came here to help him, help him develop his career, and we haven't been able to do that. Every game's so important. Keep trying to help him grow. Keep trying to help him, you know, develop and and see things the way that he needs to see them, and and play the way that I've seen him play in certain games.
3: You know what that is? Sorry, I'm tweeting. No, I wasn't listening. Sorry, I'm tweeting on promoting the show. Kinda. I'm promoting myself. He's which still, is part he's of the still show.
2: Tweeting out Mormons versus mullets, I think. Yeah, I am. I am too. No. You oh both. Yeah? Can, you both can tweet
1: the oh, same. Yeah? You both no, can tweet the Because
3: is going to happen. He's going to take credit for it. He's going to Zuckerberg me, and I'm going to be in the corner with no recognition or anything. You have different followers. Honestly, I'm oh, doing. We, we got different we followers. Have totally different That's what followers. I'm saying. Oh, oh, <laughs> so yeah. if you both tweet it out, it, it well, yeah. helps us as a whole. And you know what? I'll take my 10K versus your 20K any day of the week. Like, if you want to tweet out, hey, meet me here for a for a little roundup, you know what I'm saying, a little brouhaha, and let's see who walks out, I'm taking my followers all day. Really? We're, we're talking street toughs. We're talking we're talking a bunch of rougher on the edges type of dudes. You guys are a bunch of country club guys. Like you ain't going to bring anything to the table. You, you want to do that? I, I dare to do that. I dare to set a time and date and say, "Hey, meet me here we're, we're going to war and I'll, t- I'll type out you know to my people and we'll see who shows up and we'll see who runs the show
2: have uh, if, uh I'm supposed to read the art of war uh, this would be a good time to do it. Will your numbers really? purely beat? Is that what I recommended to you? No. Who said that? I actually went to this place. So I went in Charleston I okay. for Thanksgiving dinner and went to yeah. this place called Five Church. I guess they have one in Atlanta. They have one in Charlotte. And they've yeah. got one in Charleston. Yep. There might even be one more. Well, there's writing all over the ceiling. It's an, it's an old church, yeah. the one they're in in Charleston. Yeah. But not all the other places. They're still called Five Church. Like They're not called Five Church because they're in a church. Like I thought that was the case. It's actually the original one in like, Charlotte was on the corner of... Fifth and Church Street, or something. Yeah, um, but the, anyway, they they redo like older biz- buildings, and um, so this one happens to be in an old church. Okay, and it's called Five Church. Well, across on the ceiling, it's like writing all over the ceiling, like hand painted. Like yeah. i t- like the place is pretty big. Cool. And so I asked the waiter that day, like, well, what is that? Like, is that like wallpaper that people put on? Yeah. And he's like, hand painted. It's from it's art of the art of war. In a church or not? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's in a, it's in an old church. It's yeah. a restaurant. Well, I get that, but, but weird. yeah, that's cool. And it's it's written all on scene. It's amazing. Yeah. It took three and a half months to do. Dang. So it was pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I was like, just because I saw that, I was like, now I want to read Dude, The Art of War. So, in fact, to work there, the employees have to read Art, Art of, of War.
3: War. Oh, I mean, it's, it's a great book. Dude, do you want me to bring it for you? I got it at yeah. my house. All right. So, so I'm going to bring you the, the Art of War and The Book of Five Rings because they're both. Kind of on the same lines, Brent. You read those two books? No one's touching you, man. I'm <laughs> well, telling you right now. I don't that's know if you want me book club over so here. know cool. we're in Sketchers, so that's good. So I don't, don't know yeah, if you so want me set. to read this before our battle. Oh, don't. Hey, hey, I'm not worried about the battle. Okay, I'm just worried about getting you know you to be your best self and the Art of War and the Book of Five Rings. Shout out to Moimoto Musashi. Musashi. It would be cool. So, sure so you ever is, read the Book of Five Rings. Sorry. He's a very intelligent of the guy. Ranks, but not Book of the Five ranks.
2: Okay. And, I'm, and I'm done with you. Let's ask Brandon Ponzo from JacksCoastalHomes.com. Uh, <laughs> what I do- a good time to bring pre- <laughs> in. Yeah. Brandon, here's the thing. I have 20,000 followers on Twitter. That's a little bit of a humble brag on my part. Huge uh, flex. Still not enough, but it's... Austin has 10,000. Yes. So, Brandon, Austin obviously is bigger than me. And if we were going to fight right now, I'd get my butt whooped. But... Um... He says he thinks he could bring his ten thousand followers. Yeah. His people that follow
3: him. Rough around the edges types.
2: And win a battle yes. against my twenty thousand followers just because a few of us might play at Atlantic Beach Country Club from time to time.
3: <laughs>
1: I mean, are we gonna win know. this in numbers or know. what? Austin's in the MMA circle, so he made some bad dudes on his side. Smart, guy. So, uh, I'd be, smart uh, guy. I'd be a little I'd be a little scared for you and your twenty K, Brett.
3: Brett's a smart guy. Listen, here's how I see it. Let's say for whatever reason, let's say 10,000 of your followers come out, all right? And let's say half of mine, so 5,000 of my followers come out. That's two-on-one. I'm confident between a fight between two-on-one between me and your two cronies. I'll take them on all day. And I think my friends and my followers would do the exact same thing. So I'm not worried, Brent. Does Calais Campbell follow you? He he wouldn't fight me. <laughs> he wouldn't fight me. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm taking Calais. He wouldn't fight me. <laughs> I, you, is Glantz gonna respond? I is Glantz gonna
2: show up? The, hey, we have no choice. The twenty thousand have to be no, there. No, they don't have. To. I mean, they don't have to be <laughs> there. <laughs> they have to, be still there. have to.
3: follow you. Like, I mean, they're followers, but are they really followers? Like, w- w- when it's time to show up and when it's time to go to battle, are they gonna be there for you? Ah, uh, well, we get a tea time at four o'clock. So I'm sorry, <laughs> can't make that one. Hey golf clubs in hand <laughs> no 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 weapons no
2: weapons No weapons. uh brandon ponsel you walked into a beehive sorry man uh how you doing i'm doing good you guys have a good thanksgiving
1: nice, it was a great thanksgiving nice little time to spend with family uh hopefully next year we can spend it with extended family
2: yeah that'd be good well sometimes it's good
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're not
2: no, sometimes it's good uh brandon potts from jackscoastalhomes.com all right um I, I think we asked you last week about uh, interest rates and and what's happening there. You know, the the market kind of has steadied a little bit. Uh, it has it impacted the. Is there anything happening at the end of the year that's going to impact the housing market as we look forward to twenty twenty one? Is there something you're keeping an eye on? The
1: stimulus deal that's going to come out if it does can affect uh, affect rates. Um, as rates go up, uh, it makes it you know, more of a challenge to uh, acquire property. As the rates trickle up, your buying power goes down. So uh, a big saying in the housing market is you don't buy your the price of your house, you buy the payment. So if prices go up and your rate stays low, you can still be at the same payment as if uh, rates go up and prices go down. So um, I, I expect this market to stay strong, 2020, 2021 will be a huge year in the Jacksonville market. Rates should stay steady. Uh, if you're on the fence, you just better pull the trigger. This Jacksonville market is on the come. The city is going to grow like crazy in the next 10 years.
2: You know, you told me that. We we did play golf at Olympic Beach Country Club, so bring your golf clubs against Austin. Um, but uh, I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, so I don't know if you're in this fight or not. But uh, we did actually talk about that. Like, you are a huge believer in this market over the next decade. I mean, not just like right now, not because of whatever the market's saying, the interest rates, anything else. You're just a big believer in the market, which I think is interesting from like uh, – just an investment property standpoint. Like if someone was interested in doing that is it's a pretty good time to get in is what you're saying.
1: Talked about this last week before I came on air about the whole downtown. And I know it's a lot of, you know, rumors and hype, but you know, Jacksonville is probably the one of the only, if not the only, you know, mid to major cities in the country that doesn't have a downtown presence. And you look at like, San Diego 25 years ago, they came up with a gas lamp district and they just revitalized it with Petco park. And now San Diego is a downtown boomtown uh, with so much to do. And when Jacksonville does that, there's going to be high rise living down there. Uh, there'll be so much more to do in the community and not just, you know, everyone goes to the beaches. There's going to be an actual attraction to downtown. A new stadium will probably be on the horizons. NFL is going to force that. Um, so it's just, so much excitement when Jacksonville decides to finally, you know, make downtown a place to go.
2: Yeah, interesting. Uh, Brandon Ponsel, uh, check him out on jackscoastalhomes.com. Any of your real estate needs, with buying, selling, uh, have questions, uh, investment properties. Uh, Jacksonville a great place to to be. In fact, uh, you know, from what what. Brandon's saying it's it's a sleeping giant, which I think we all kind of feel that way anyway, kind oh, of know sure. that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, jump on in uh, if you're interested in the housing market. All right, interested in some picks, six pack of picks. Ooh, bad week for us. Austin went four and two. That's hey, really? a pretty good week for him. Are you sure about that? I think he did.
3: I don't know. I mean, it was it was so up in there with. The, I probably did.
2: No, yeah. the one that was under question, I think, uh, was it three and a half points on the Chiefs. Yeah. So you won because you picked the Bucks. I did. Yeah. But that was a three-point game, right? 27-24? No, the, the whole
3: question was the, the Ravens game, though. Like, how did you approach the Ravens-Steelers game? I did. It was four and a half points. Okay, I got you. And so you got lucky. I did. Okay, good. Yeah, four and two. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So now for this week, are we going to pick are these games actually going to go on, or are they <laughs> going to be canceled?
2: <laughs> Nobody got canceled. Nobody got I'll tell got you close. this, so college football's tough. It is, man. And I think the game of the day
3: yep. is the Mormons versus the Mullets. Okay, see, now this is my thing. So don't, don't that's trademarked. <laughs> And I'm going to sue you. Yes, Mormons versus the Mullets, though, man. I can't wait for it. Uh,
2: Coastal Carolina thrown together against BYU. We get a chance to see Zach Wilson. Might be a top ten pick. Could be a sleepy pick for even the Jags at number two overall. Brandon, I, I, I didn't give you much time to get ready for this one, but they didn't give us much time to get ready for this one. <laughs> Chanticleers and the Cougars, uh ten-point favorite for BYU. Who do you like?
1: exciting spot this is and it's the one positive to this craziness is they just piece these great games together at the last minute so um uh, i think it's a tough tough for byu to last minute take this game and travel travel to south carolina south carolina i think uh, yeah. and play and play coastal uh so i'll take those 10 points i i think byu will probably win the game but i'm gonna take the 10.
3: all right what do you got man give me zach wilson um, give me a BYU team that's trying to get some notoriety, if you will, like their season was done. And I don't like that part. I don't like the fact that, you know, that they've had some time off now and it's unexpected, but give me the more experienced team. I would say, give me BYU.
2: You know, I kind of go BYU too, because this is their last hurrah, mm-hmm. you know, and Coastal's had a very nice year and I I want to go, like I really want to go, especially since they won the world series in baseball and they're coming yeah. on. I love, yeah. I love the story. Yeah. Um. D- Dustin Johnson's playing well I mean Won the Masters I mean everything's going right If you're in Coastal Carolina Yep I got a feeling though BYU really wants To play this game I think it's going to be A showcase game For Zach Wilson And BYU I'm going to go with you Okay uh, but Off to the NFL Because the rest of the games Quite frankly In college football Are like 20 point You know uh, Lines The Saints and the Falcons Could this be a sneaky good game New Orleans Three point favorite Taysom Hill <laughs> Do you believe in him? Brandon, what do you think? Uh, Three-point favorite on the road. Uh, the Falcons have
1: yeah, been
0: a tough, Fal-
2: tough figure. I picked the Falcons two weeks ago down in New Orleans, and they
1: laid an egg, and then they come back and just uh, beat the hell out of, uh, who was it last week? Uh, Raiders. They killed They killed somebody. Yeah, the Raiders. So I don't know what to think about this Falcons team. The Saints just seem to keep playing great football. Their defense is, is stout. So uh, I'm going to take the Saints.
3: Saints as well, yeah. I'm,
2: I'm a Taysom Hill believer. That's interesting. I'm taking Atlanta. Okay. I think this is the game Atlanta gets. I think Atlanta is going to look look in the mirror at themselves at the end of the year and they can't believe they lost the three games they lost, mm-hmm. and it's going to be so detrimental. Right? They could again. I say this a lot because everybody says, "Well, it should be this. We should have won this." The Atlanta Falcons seriously should be seven and four. Mm-hmm. Like you, the three games that they lost, like you, you won't find a team lose that way for another 10 years, and they lost like that. They should seriously be 7-4. I mean, it's unbelievable, and I got a feeling they're going to play good football. All right, Tennessee, five-and-a-half point favorite against Cleveland. We saw Cleveland last week, Austin. Yes.
3: Can they hang with Tennessee? So I think that the Browns slow play this. I think it's going to be a big dose of Nick Chubb. It's going to be a close game. Titans win it, but not by more than five-and-a-half points. All right, Brandon, what do you think?
2: let Browns play a close game every week, so give me the five-and-a-half. All right, so you're taking Cleveland. I'm taking Tennessee. It's Derrick Henry time, and I was not impressed with the Cleveland Browns last week. It might have just been the sleepy game against the Jags, but I saw him up close. I was not impressed at all, and I think Tennessee will play physical football against them. I mean, listen, James Robinson's the only thing you have to stop, and he still went for 128 yards. Sure. they got to now face Derrick Henry. Yeah, uh, but is Miles Garrett coming yeah, back, though? Garrett yeah, Garrett will make a big difference. Again, a little, little, be, little bump. Their ears will be up for this game way more than it was for the Jags, yeah. no doubt. Alright, I love this game. Rams against the Fighting Kyler Murray's three-point <laughs> favorite for the Rams rams uh i'm actually gonna i'm gonna leave this one off guys because i'm gonna surprise i'm gonna take arizona wow
3: i'm gonna take Kyler murray what listen now be honest is this a Kyler murray pick or is this a pick because you want the jaguars to have the better draft pick from the rams
2: no uh, i'm off that because beyond they're not gonna have a great pick either way okay um but i just i think they need this game they are yeah. sliding, actually, Arizona. Yeah. They, need, they This is a huge game for them. Yeah. And I've got a feeling they just play better football at home. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Brandon, I'm taking Arizona. Three-point favorite, though, are the Rams. What do you like?
1: I think it's a huge game for both teams. So, I think the motivation factor is not going one side to the other. But uh, what is going on with Kyler Murray? That game last week was terrible. Hopkins didn't look good. Now he's got Jalen Ramsey going to be all over him. So, I'm going to take the Rams and uh, to get the job done.
3: Listen... Unless Kyler Murray comes down with COVID 19. Aaron Donald, I love you, man. You ain't stopping the Kyler Express, okay? So, with that being said, give me the Cardinals. Give me them at home. Brent, it's going to be a big day for Kyler Murray. It's going to be a two check mark game and a star game. Are you going to play Murray. him
2: in your fantasy team this year? This week. Who, uh, who's Josh Allen playing again this week? Oh,
3: uh,
2: I'll get back to you on that. San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and give me Kyle yeah, uh, Colts and Texans. Colts are favored by three and a half on the road. Look out. Are, is Houston playing better? What do you think here, Brandon?
1: I'm read on this Colts team. They look uh, they look great one week, and then they lay an egg the next. But they've got a much better personnel than the Texans. Uh, so I'm going to take the Colts.
3: What do you think? Good <sighs> man. This is a rough one. Go ahead. You know what? I'm taking Houston. Wow. I think, I think Tennessee is the talk of the AFC South. And I think the Colts might be a little bit kind of some pretenders. Let's just say, give me Houston. Yeah, I'm going Indy, but I tell okay. you,
2: I really thought about Houston here. Yeah, I really. This th- is this
3: is probably the hardest one. I don't to
2: believe in Indy in this game as much as I'm picking them. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have a good feeling. I think Houston might be playing better football right Phillip now. Philip Rivers pretty good at some late season slides. Yeah, he has been, you know. But and this is a big game for them because you don't want to start getting into that. Now they could fall back into the Ravens and Raiders category yeah. with another loss. Uh, Jags and Vikings, Vikings by ten. Are they gonna? You think they're gonna throttle them? So you're taking Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any hope for the uh, Jags? The
3: Jacksonville Mike Glennon's.
2: The
1: Jags in this spot. The Jags are playing hard. They're playing competitive football, and the Vikings aren't that good. So they have a, their defense uh, is prone to giving up, and we've seen that. Jacksonville's offense isn't so bad, so I'll take those 10 points, and I think the Jags keep it competitive. You should at least sell some homes
2: uh, to the Jags players because you've picked them <laughs> quite a bit, man. You're a believer. <laughs> I like that. I appreciate that about you, Brandon Ponsel. Um I don't believe in the Jags this week, <laughs> and I usually do. Kiss the sunshine and rainbows goodbye. You know, I almost snuck out a win last week. It was close. Uh, I'm taking Minnesota. There you go. That's a huge game for Minnesota. Again, you're playing for so much more, and I think that does factor in. I think Minnesota wins. All right, Brandon Poncel from com. Thanks for jumping in, man. We'll do it again next week. Great weekend. Bye. You too. Uh, that is Brandon Poncel. Jags 5-6 and six against the spread this year, by the way.
3: Are they really? Yeah. Am I just running away with this whole bet competition thing, got, by the way? I, I mean, it's, it's I not got, even close, right? i got
2: records on, like, three different like, pieces I'm, of paper. I'm taking
3: my—I mean, is it time for my victory lap and my, no. my victory speed? What do you mean, no? You got plenty of time. I'll tell you what, you ain't coming on the table.
2: you got plenty of time to you, catch
3: you. you got, like, a couple weeks. you got nothing on you. Sorry, man. By the way, people are putting analytics—you see this on Twitter? Someone Great broke down analytics. Some, yeah, the, some the analytics about and me and you Yeah, a crossover in followers. Someone just made that. That so pie chart kind 3, of. Three thousand of your ten thousand Austin are actually three thousand of Brent's. Yeah, that's fine. Cause the others seven K? So seven versus ten thousand now. Yeah, but these guys right here, in this little section Brent I'm pointing to, those guys, you don't mess with those guys. Yeah, I got some dirty people in my Who you
2: got? <laughs> Who you got? You know what we should do? That is fascinating, by yeah. the way. Hey, like, y- hey, Austin followers, why don't you follow me more? And my followers, why don't you follow Austin more? You know what we should do?
3: We should take 10 of our followers. That's like a lot, though, 3,000. Really? I thought, thought it would be so. more. Here's what we do. Take away all our followers. 10 of your best followers. Meet me in the streets. Well, no, Ten I get your 20. Be- you get 10.
2: No, you don't. Mm, that's the way this works. Mm. It's a two-for-one deal.
3: Mmm. And golf clubs. I can't wait until I become famous one day, man. I get like 100,000 followers. I'm just going to dominate you in every aspect. Yeah,
2: I can't wait till you get famous one day either. <laughs> just bring me along for the ride. <laughs>
3: you want to come on board? Yeah. You want to ride these coattails? Get famous quick, You, you? want to ride these coattails? Yeah. yeah. I have no problem doing that. Let's get that. some of that money. Let's
2: right. go. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, a thought or two on college football uh, coming up on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Could there be a breakaway from the NCAA? We are literally going through our followers mm-hmm. to see who would line up against you. i I'll tell you what, I got a
3: lot of size in my team. I have a lot of size and a lot of grit. What do you bring to the table? I don't know yet. Golf clubs. <laughs> yep. Golf handicaps. Cool. We
2: are Going to win this by numbers. I've already told you. Wait, who's gonna? You
3: guys are gonna win this by numbers? Yeah, because it's gonna be twenty on ten. Um, yeah, twenty on ten. <laughs> Look at Cam Thomas. You don't even know who Cam Thomas is. North Carolina played uh, played for the Chargers. I mean, man, we're, we're talking legitimate three techniques and nose tackles on my team. Just think. No Come up to you. Just think. I mean, how many people have been hit in the head a bunch of
2: times that you probably have followed you? And if I just
3: did this the whole time. No, okay. Okay. No, yeah. That's annoying. And that's making my eye, like, swell up even more. Like, I'm not even lying. Like, now I don't know where I'm at. I am. So, come on. Like, no, that's not legal. Brent, it's just your fists. (laughs) No no Mississippi State cowbells, please. Pretty sure the only rules are no hair or face. Man, I'll 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 bring Blaine Gabbert to this party just to say what's up to him. He ain't following you. He ain't following you. <laughs> he better hope he's not he following, following you. He ain't following by, by, you. By the way, I'm hoping he's not following you so you oh, can no. bring him. Oh, Boyne you is to me for sure. Don't worry <laughs> about it, man. Guy sent me to the hospital. You know what's up. Oh, uh, man.
2: Brett Martineau, Austin Lane, Stuart Weber. I can't believe I still can't get over that of a cross. Somebody did that. I know that the crossover. Yeah, the analytics. Josh did the analytics the on our analytics Twitter, department. which is fascinating. We got our own analytics department. And now I'm like just, I'm like locked up in this thing. Like, wow, I can't so, believe. So yeah. So now what is it? It's we have twenty eight thousand combined followers. Okay. Correct. And no, that's not right. We have thirty one thousand, almost thirty two thousand combined followers, and only three thousand follow
3: both of us. Correct. That's bizarre. It's not, man. I told you. I have my group of people that I hang out with, and you have yours. Brent, listen, we're two different, different. I, mean, I now.
2: got you to ten thousand. Oh,
3: <laughs> I brought you along for the ride. No, no I mean, listen, oh, 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 don't act like you Whoa. did me any favors. If you want to go to the retweets and the likes, we can go back and forth all day. We can go tail the tip if you want to with my retweets this season and your retweets. You just think because you tweet like every second that you get a you know a good interaction. I don't tweet that much, but when I tweet. There's, there's substance there, okay? It's filling. It's it, it's satisfying. You're bringing appetizers to the table. So don't ever say that you did me a favor there. I was going to get to 10,000 followers regardless of what you did.
2: Yeah, it just would have been like 10 more years. Yeah, maybe. I,
3: I probably maybe been with treating. a few more family members. I, I probably would have been tweeting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, All God. right. Seriously, when we come back, we just didn't have enough time to get into it. I have two big college football questions. What's mm-hmm. up with this whole separation potentially from the NCAA? And... Is Mackenzie Milton, who now is going to answer to the transfer portal, yeah, the most important football player to his university in the history of college football? Yeah, like that's
3: a that's got to be a dramatic overstatement. Mm-hmm. Maybe the most famous Mackenzie of all time. <laughs> Maybe. Well, seriously, I mean, uh,
0: people know that guy. I want to know that though. Who else follows him on mind? Twitter? Probably next on ESPN. we we'll out. out.